This episode is brought to you by Outdoor Class. Outdoor Class is an online video platform geared towards making you a better hunter. Watch instructional videos taught by hunting experts like Remy Warren, Randy Newberg, and Corey Jacobson. After the hunt, learn how to prepare your harvest from world-class wild game chefs like Hank Shaw and Jamie Tagan. Whether it's your first year hunting or you grew up doing it, Outdoor Class will take your skills up a notch. Use code EMPIRE20 at checkout to save 20% off. Visit OutdoorClass.com to learn more. So this season I, uh, I hunted a total of 32 days. Um, 13 days were all day, dark to dark. And it was a total of 51 sets. So this is the Whitetail Experience Podcast. This is your host, Byron Horton. We are coming at you live from the land of in-betweens. You know, we got a new addition. Very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rick and I are set up in in the studio-ish. And gonna talk about his stud buck, lessons learned, debacles in the pursuit. And dude, you, you put a hammer down. I appreciate it. Yeah. Guys, if you're going to pick up any custom gear for uh, Christmas or maybe after Christmas with a little cash, enter code WEXP at checkout. That'll save you some coin. But Rick, on the table in front of me, we have sheds from maybe two years prior to harvest. I'm thinking so, yeah. And let, let, I think to lay this story out, let's spend like 10 minutes of some preseason stuff you had going some getting into that time period right before you took a lot of days, your your main vacation. Why don't we hear maybe about your a little bit of your early season, your prep? I think that okay. that'd be a good way to start this podcast. Okay, out. yeah. So my early season was primarily just getting a bunch of mock scrapes set up. That was going to be my uh, the the thing that I did most this season was hunting scrapes. And uh, early season, I was going to focus on the. I think I found about three or four good buck beds that were heavily used. Um, during turkey season that I found. Yeah, because uh, the, the sheds on the table, Yeah, that was a, a turkey... It was, it was the day I killed my turkey, matter of fact. Can you talk about like a day of all days, folks? <laughs> Rick shoots a bird and finds his biggest match set and how many like time distance uh, apart there? Oh my goodness. Um, I do believe it was probably 27 minutes... Uh, maybe less <laughs> from the time I killed my turkey uh, this spring and I found these sheds here on the table. Man. So, okay. Um, did you know about this buck prior to those sheds? Cause you do run some trail cams. Yeah, I do. This spot, this spot is primarily just a turkey hunting spot. Um, it's a ridge that I run. It's got a good uh, trail system, old logging road all the top of the ridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to just, uh, it's a good place, high point, to call for turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not deer hunt that spot, ever. But this year, after I found these sheds in that buck bed, I was going to put more focus into the spot. Yeah, or at least tuck it away. Yeah, yeah. Um, something to note, obviously, you find some good match set. That's yep. always a, a, a thing of interest. Now, talk about, you said going into season, uh, you had some beds marked, some scrapes. Um, prior to this, are you a big bed hunter? Were you trying to maybe... The, you know, I think a lot of guys in general, we are hunting big woods timber, um, not necessarily the ag land, but uh, a lot of guys, you're like, well, how do you kill them early season? All those guys are bed hunting for yeah. the most part. Yeah. Well, well, I'm a, I'm a more of a rut guy. Mm-hmm. I have been my whole life. Uh, I've really found my success on all day sits during the rut, uh, terrain features. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the beds were going to be a new thing I was trying this year. Um Primarily because that was the one of the main focus at the the mobile road show that I attended, and uh, a lot of guys in podcast are are talking about bed hunting and the old bump and dump. So this was going to be my first year that uh, I gave it a shot. Okay. So so I did mark beds, and and in 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 the past I wouldn't even care about beds in the big woods because to me, I, I feel like deer bed so sporadically where yeah. we hunt. Yeah, and I I would say rewind a couple of years ago. I'm trying to become a better bed hunter. Mm-hmm. But rewind a couple of years ago, I'd tell Dave I was like, well, I'm not gonna hunt my big wood stuff until mid to late October. Yeah, because I'm like I kind of one that playground is just way bigger. I was like I kind of want those deer moving a little more. You know, I, I want scrapes to be involved in my pursuit because it's so oh the habitat's very all similar like. 
and, and those I want those deer moving. I need some rut action to maybe kill them is kind of how I felt. Yep. I needed some sort of either pre-rut or rut action to, to kill those bucks. So I, I literally would kind of wait until October 15th. Mm -hmm. I see. Um, it's a good time to start. It's, yeah. it's usually when I do. Oh, so what about like, um, and you had pulled some cards as well. You had some, some good yeah. bucks to target. Yeah. Anything else major in that preseason time before we roll into like your first couple hunts of the year? You know, I had very high hopes preseason. Um, I thought of any year that I was going to get a buck early season, this was going to be the year mm -hmm. uh, because I had like, I probably had 15 to 20 bucks on film and probably five were shooters in my book. Okay. Now you texted us about one, one 10 point, I think that had a pattern. Yeah. Like yeah. he was starting to bounce between a set of cameras or uh, two cameras. He, he was bouncing between a set of cameras, um, hitting them at night. He was just catching those dusk hours in the evening. Mm -hmm. And I thought I kind of had an idea of where he was going based off of, of weather uh, history mm -hmm. and with the wind. And uh, I thought I had him beat it down. Uh, he's a very smart buck on my on my film uh, i had all my my cameras for him set to video mode and you could almost tell that he was nose to the ground he went very slow he was he almost smelled you can see my footprints and he was smelling them and he was looking for me yeah initially like, it, you got like a, a a video clip of him maybe you've been in there the prior 48 yeah hours yep and I, I could just tell by his demeanor and his body language he was on to me okay he was hunting me okay <laughs> so so that's why i kind of got yeah. hooked on this buck was because it was like it was he seemed the most consistent the 10 point, the, the the ten ten, point. he yeah. seemed most consistent and uh it was going to be more of a challenge okay and i wanted it okay yeah and you had said like look byron like this year um i got a few more trail cam information i've i've had some encounters with some really like just the next class yeah uh, a buck and he you're like man I, I think i think this year i'm I'm gonna shoot a big one yep best way to describe it best uh, way to describe it okay so let's let's get in now um did you have a few hunts uh early october i guess i i, I kind of don't remember anything major besides that pattern about okay. your your early season yeah so um uh, the the early season hunt that really sticks out the most to me on just this story in general is uh i do believe it was october 8th it was going to be my first time uh going into this location where i ended up did kill uh, getting a kill um i hunted and about 11 in the afternoon um i had a couple guys walk in on me mm. and they got within 30 yards of me and they looked up and they said hey you know how you doing and i was just like all right man my hunt's ruined you know I was real nice to him. It happens. It's public land. Mm -hmm. That's what we get. But I pulled my camera. I pulled that, you know, I pulled my stand. I didn't plan on ever going back in that area. I was like, you know, this spot is hot. It's getting too much pressure already. I'm out. Mm -hmm. I pulled the camera. Um, when I reviewed the footage, I actually just skimmed through the 20-second video clips. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, And I seen bucks on there, and I, like when normal. When you say skimmed, are you just looking at the thumbnail to see if um, deer or no deer? I watched like the watching? first 10 seconds, okay? Did it burn you? And, and then what, what I found after I killed my buck is I went back in on that footage. Yeah, you're probably a little more and intrigued now. the last 12 seconds of the 20 second video that i skipped yeah. the buck that i killed was on that last 12 seconds no way. so you know it's it's almost like it's almost a gift that i didn't know because yeah. maybe i would have went in there and put a little more pressure that was unnecessary and i might have blew my whole season yeah but maybe i didn't maybe i killed this buck earlier you know, I have no clue how it turned out. Yeah, you, every, you don't know how it shaped. You scouted a little harder. You, yes. You get in there. You, you might kill him. You might bump him out. You don't know. Yes. So uh, I got a pro tip here. Okay. Uh, media man uh, uh, showing his, his skill set here. If you're watching trail cam videos on a computer, yeah. Uh, sometimes with the QuickTime player or some of the Apple stuff, if you hit the L button, mm. it'll start playing it at 1.5 speed. Oh. And if you hit it again, I think it'll go to 2, 2x. That could have come that, in handy. You know? I've, I've spent hours in yeah. front of the laptop, man. Yeah. I could have used that. Yeah, and like I have, obviously I have the editing suite, and so like, or, you know, so I, I, I have the ability to maybe like import them all, yeah. and then uh, I could highlight them all and make them, literally if they're all 20 seconds, I could tell the thing, make these four second clips, mm -hmm. or make them half second clips. Like I could, 
I mean, I got ways to get through some footage if I uh, get a leaf shaking that, day. That could come in Yeah, handy. yeah, yeah. There is an advantage there. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's and, and it's crazy, too, to take, like, those video files, right? Um, and if you can, it, like, I've done that before, and I've compressed them down to where, mm -hmm. like, I, I basically take all the 20-second clips and make them, like, two seconds, and then make, like, a one-minute video, and I can watch it on my phone, and you almost see the course of the month play out. I see. Um that that really hasn't helped me but it does kind of i don't know it, it's a cool thing to look back at and see uh deer population wise mm -hmm. um as far as like how much traffic it does get compared to maybe another scrape okay so let's get back here so i i don't believe you did much hunting between the 15th and the start of your vacation or the 10th and the start of your vacation uh i did not it okay. was uh, mainly evening sits um the the mornings were basically scouting missions for me. Okay. Um, I, I I thought it was funny because my nephew he he knows me he knows how I hunt mm -hmm. and uh, he said Uncle Rick you you you've been scouting a lot in season this year that's not like you what's going on what what do you know that I don't know you know and I I told him I said buddy I'm just trying something new this year and. And you know we had some hot days mm -hmm. uh, this summer and, or this fall, yeah. and it felt like summer, didn't it? Dude, yeah. <laughs> that that stretch there, late October, like the the twentieth through the twenty fourth, I think yeah. we had five straight days of seventies, and the low was fifty. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's not what you need. Now we did have some good cold fronts. Yeah, we did. Um, we did have some some fronts where okay, we've got a fifteen degree to dip mm -hmm. or whatever mid October. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's. So when was your vacation? What did you set out to do? Let's talk about some of that. Let's see, and then and we'll get into kind of your rut grind and, and the success at yeah. the end. So so my vacation from work, uh, it basically started like the last two weeks of October, and it went all the way till I do believe like November twentieth. Yeah, it was like an October twenty uh, fifth yeah. to about November. Yeah, 20th. I had a lot of vacation days mm -hmm. to use. Man, and you you. You do a lot of things at home. Yep. To get the brownie points right. Absolutely, all you, summer. Yeah, you you coach baseball, right? Coach with the baseball. Kids. Yep. You take the kids to some preseason football games. Yep. Some. Did you guys go to any career games? Like I, I remember, you were stacking yeah. some brownie points with the kids <laughs> in the wife. Yeah, we were doing zoo trips, Kings Island. Mm -hmm. I mean, we we were uh, we were definitely getting the things in that needed to be got in, so I can just say, hey, I'm going. You got this, dude. Part, part of the, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna steal this from from working class. Like part of being a good deer hunter is you gotta have a good wife. Absolutely. If you're married. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's uh, you know, uh, when you leave that amount of time, it um, it puts a lot of stress on everybody. Yeah. You know, it's very tough for when you do it. So you just gotta make sure when you when you're planning to leave, you need to make sure all your ducks are in a row. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And and I feel too like I focus better if I know everything at home's good. Yeah. Like if I kinda have some doubts or like maybe I heard like the baby was up all night, mm -hmm. like there's a little side of me that knows if she has a bad day, like that's like twelve, twenty four hours really hard. Yeah. And I don't I don't focus as good. I don't let loose as much. Um Yeah. I can't complain. I, I got you, you know, a, a good woman at home will even if there's a problem, she won't put the stress on you of complaining about that problem. And that, that goes a long way. Oh, yeah. It definitely does. Yeah. So, uh, vacation kicks off. Yep. You're still targeting the 10 points. Yes. Talk to me. Did you have any good encounters? Any uh, uh, pick up the bow moments? Uh, some of those hardships, maybe? What do you want to tell? <laughs> okay. Well, this season was a lack of deer. Um, I had, I had, I was just struggle right off the bus. It seemed like I went from getting uh, so many bucks on camera every day and then my cameras went to zero. Um, so the initial spot of the 10 pointer, I was bouncing back and, and forth between these, uh, two ridge systems that I was getting pictures of him on and, um, uh, deer were just zero. I think I went, um, six or seven straight hunts with no deer uh that was rough um i was getting bad wind um seems i think we had a lot of south southwest southeast kind of winds this year yeah we had more east winds and, yeah. and, and we did have a lot of south winds which can hurt some guys yeah so uh, i had no no trees that were set up for that i i don't know why i didn't plan for that um one of the main things that that i realized this year was 
when I hung a lot of these trail cameras, I didn't stop and think which tree I was going to hunt for different winds. You know, I kind of said, okay, that's the one right there, west, northwest. I didn't pick it. I didn't pick a south. Which I works pick... about 60, 70 percent of the time. Absolutely. Like you, you account for westerly or northerly winds yep. and, and that that section of the quadrant. Yeah, all my access was based off of west, northwest. So, you know, to find access in the dark, you know, in a mm-hmm. spot that you're not real familiar with in the dark. The tree's easier to pick in terrible. the dark than the, the know the right access. Because, like, yeah. you head up a drainage ditch, uh, if, if vegetation's real thick, that can be a headache. It's a nightmare. Um, yeah, yeah that, or, or, you know, can you walk a certain ridge, or is there extra greenbrier thickets on a ridge that they're probably eating on that mm-hmm. your, your morning ambush point, you're kind of just bumping deer that you were going to hunt. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the axe, yeah, you can sometimes pick a, de- a tree in the dark and, and get away with it, but like access, it's kind of nice to either have a track or a general knowledge for yeah. sure. Yep. So, okay. So I struggled with weather pretty bad. Wasn't seeing deer. Um, one spot that I've hunted since I was a kid, it's my money spot. Um, I decided to sit it one morning. Uh, I entered from the road at the bottom. Um, and there's a camp that's at the top of the hill that's private and so i'm hunting basically the edge of the private public Mm -hmm. okay so i went in there got all set hour before dark and it's starting to get light out and i do see a couple doe i'm pretty cool with that that got me excited um then i had a guy come in off the top from the camp um angry hunter started uh you know i flicked my light at him one time and he hit the strobe light on me and you know, started throwing things around, dropped his book bag. Um, then he shined his light at me one more time as he was walking out. And then he proceeded to go to his camp and just shot after shot after shot. Boom, boom. I mean, it was, Cracking it was, it, I was, shot a, a, sounded like a shotgun, possibly yeah, maybe, shot, a, probably, you know, yeah. maybe a 410 or something. Um, but it was just like, it, he really ruined my hunt. And in, then, then, you know, now, this is the second spot that I'm pulling out. I pulled my camera and I abandoned it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I was at a loss, you know, pretty early on because now I lost two spots. Okay. When you say spot, I think this is important too. Yeah. And, and don't give away anything you, you feel would maybe uh, compromise. But when I think of a spot, I think of like a, a section of woods that I've got five or six uh, ambush points marked. Okay. Uh, maybe a hundred ish to four, 500 acres. When you say spot, do okay. you have a rough, like, some people say spot, and it's an individual tree. Yeah. Okay, yeah. What, mine's, what's your spot? Like? Mine's more of a spot based off of, um, this is a square of, of public. Interest. Yeah. We'll call it of interest. We'll like. call it a square of interest that's probably 40, 50 acres. Okay. That's, that's my hot zone where the mm-hmm. deer travel. Okay. Okay. But that's important because somebody listening to this, they might, yeah. Rick's saying spot a lot. Yeah. You mean an individual tree? You know, and a lot of times when I, when I say spot, it's bow range for mm-hmm. me. Um, you know, I can shoot 40 yards to the left, 40 yards to the front, right, and rear. That's my spot. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that guy, you know, he, he basically ruined my spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I figured, okay, this guy is going to be hunting this this year he's obviously mad mm-hmm. i'm not dealing with it yeah so i pulled out of my favorite spot since i was eight mm-hmm. <laughs> you know there's literally a wooden tree stand up there that me and my dad built oh, when man. i was you know when i was eight years old uh, my dad helped me carry it in the woods and i got my first buck out of that no oh, yeah and it's still there it's it's been 25 26 years and it's still standing you know you so know, you know isn't that crazy there there are locations um I can think of one of these on my home farm that do it every year. Yeah. It, it's pretty damn good. Yep. Uh, I may have to shift it 20 or 40 yards, mm-hmm. but come come November 15, that's the spot to be. Um, yeah. Now, now a lot of like the, my other stuff is, is tweaks, mm-hmm. where um, I scouted the other day, and, and the, the best scrape on this little shelf um, in this habitat meets terrain, the scrape is shifted about 35 yards. So if you'd have come in there and set up on what you thought was last year, but I had two trees fall. So sometimes I feel like uh, I, a lot of my locations may shift just a little bit. But there are those are there are tried and true wooden tree stands. Yep. Sometimes those are a telltale. That yeah. It's a pretty good place to be. That's it. Um, yep. 
Man. Yeah, so so then, uh, you know, it was a couple days after that, um, it was raining, um, and I I ended up going out in the rain, it was a spot, and uh, I no sooner climbed my tree, I'm sitting for the evening hunt, and I hear another shot ring out, and it's fairly close to me, and I start looking in my binoculars, and then I hear the other shot, um, so I look in the binoculars and I kind of, you know how you hear a shot twice, you can kind of zero in on it. Yeah, because you think it's to the right. Exactly. And then so, you, your second shot gets you, boom. I'm like, pinpointed in. So I binocked this guy, you know, on the next ridge over from me. And he's probably 150, 200 yards from me. Uh-huh. And he's coming down out of a climber tree stand. And I'm like, what the heck, you know. And he runs towards the road. He gets in his car. He takes off. And then he comes back and he's got a buddy and they're dragging out a deer so he poached a deer right in front of me so i i just start dropping my sticks out of my tree and i'm coming down and i'm like all right i'm calling the odnr on this guy oh yeah okay because i i just can't put up with that man i was in the woods with no hunter's orange you know i i almost felt like he could have shot me sure you know so it made, made me really upset and i made the call to the odnr um yeah, I'm not going to tell too much about the story, but ODNR did uh, what I thought was a great job, uh, which was rare for me because I haven't had very good encounters yeah, with that, ODNR. That, that's one of uh, 25 for Waytail Experience as far as good. Yeah, it was, uh, it was at first. Uh, he responded very quickly. He was there very quickly. Um, I went back to camp. He apparently took care of the situation. I did not get, um, like, what happened after I left. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know what happened if that guy got caught with the deer or not, but uh, what I had seen got relayed to the officer. So I hope somebody yeah. got in trouble for it. Yeah. Jesus. So, That's wild. I, and, and that was the ridge that I was hunting the 10 pointer off of. And that, you know, the yeah. guy was running a base station technically. So why did all my deer disappear off camera? It's because they were being pulled to the corn yeah that i didn't know was there so i was hunting in a great spot deer disappeared because they were you know they were so centralized around his corn they were pile. they were so much on his corn pile Jeez. you know is what i'd found out so here's spot number three i abandoned pulled mm-hmm. my cameras got out of there mm-hmm. okay so i lost three spots within a week yeah yeah and um just backing up a little bit because i know a little bit about the story you did come. Uh, you did come home. You didn't abandon ship late October when we got that warm spell. Yes. You were texting me like, "Look, look I can't find as many deer. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm getting a little frustrated hunting in this hunting in heat sucks. Yeah. Like I I much prefer to go out, even if it's under twenty. At least I know yeah. I'm not going to sweat almighty yeah. getting into these spots. I, you know, I I had this day where I had this uh. I, I'll just go ahead and say it was a, probably a mental breakdown for me. I uh, I was sitting in the tree and I was so disconnected from the woods and what was going on. I didn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about what was going on at home. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about what I'd rather be doing other than this. I, I, I was filming ants on the tree next to me, climbing up and down the tree. I was, I was filming bumblebees, you know, like I, I was a hot mess up there, dude. And I was like, I got to do something. I think I texted you guys like, what should I do? What should yeah, I do? Yeah, we were all like, dude, come home for a couple and days. And it, it was just, it, you know, when you're not having fun, it's so important just to step away for a second and, and reload. Yeah. And and it, that's, when I came home, I did my laundry. I ate some good good steak dinners. Yeah. You know, I got some good sleep. And I was back on it two days later, and I felt great. Yeah, it's a, and you were hunting by yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and, camp, camp was nobody was there. And that was the first time. So it was real hard for me to come back to camp after hunting dark to dark. Nobody to talk to. Nobody to bounce ideas off of. No cell phone service where I camp. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just food, shower, bed. Yeah. Wake up, hunt, food, shower, bed. Wake up, hunt, food, shower, bed. It was that for a long time. I remember. So when, when, when Dave and I hunted uh, elk or whatever, like every night, you're just left with your phone and no signal. Yeah. And like, Dave's, you know, 10 foot away, but I, you know, we don't really talk because you're going to bed or whatever. And sometimes you're, you, you're, you're so tired, it's fine. And, and I found myself just scrolling through old photos. Mm-hmm. You don't have service. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool reset, but yeah, very lonely-ish feeling. Yeah. And then I've hunted uh, another state by myself 
for like three or four, three days, I think. Mm-hmm. Day one, you're full, full send, no issues. You know, and and by day two or three, when you you're coming home at night, making your own meal, nobody talked to, nothing else but deer hunting. Yeah. And days are uh, are short. Yeah. That time of year, so mm-hmm. so it's a lot of dark hours. Like yeah, it, there is a uh, you got to be mentally, you know, there there is something to it there as far as a, a grinder, a lone wolf type mentality. Yeah. That happens uh, for guys to be successful. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but but coming home, taking that that dude, it was hot as shit. Oh my goodness. So <laughs> he's lying, man. Yeah, it was yeah. like uh with that hot hot air came, you know, twenty, thirty mile an hour winds mm-hmm. on some days and it was just brutal. Yeah, I think that was good and, and um all right, so let's get into uh I don't remember if the debacle happened kind of peak ride or, or what were some of your ruts uh hunts like after uh poacher incident and some of that. Uh okay, so I'll be honest, this whole season uh, I've seen a total of five deer. Yeah. Uh, the fifth deer was the one I killed. Yeah. Uh, so if that says anything, out of 51 sets, seeing only five deer, that's why my brain was playing tricks with me. That's why I was having so many, you know, mental breakdowns and just I was on struggle bus, you know, yeah. 100%. So it was just, uh, it, it was me panicking. I started overthinking things. I started um, uh, looking too much into the times on my trail camera and then the wind shifted and then it would shift again and it was just everything was just a big cluster in my head do and you it think was, the population is also down i do i do um there's i mean down there where i hunt population was never that big but the spots that i find i'm usually seeing two to three deer a day okay you know from in the past me, me like um some of the lower number places I hunt, I see one deer. It's a, it's a, it's a pretty good day. Yeah. You see two. It's pretty, it's pretty freaking good. Absolutely. Like that's like, oh man, I yep. saw two like two different groups. Yeah. You're like, I remember I, I, I killed my buck uh, last year. I think I, I was so jacked up. I said to the camera, I seen five deer today. <laughs> like you know, like yeah. Um, yeah. If I see two groups, like mm-hmm. if I see a deer, it's a good day. If I see two groups, holy shit, I'm in them. Yeah. Um, you yep. have to be a grand total of two deer or, th- or three, but yeah. And this year, I will say a lot of my bow hunts haven't been all that great as far as seeing numbers. Um, I had a really good uh, opening day of gun season spot that yeah. clearly I was I was seeing. Dude, I, I don't know if I told you this. I, I pulled the cam after I left. Uh, I think I left at like 11.30 at noon. I had another like two and a half year old buck come right behind me. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I was in them. Yeah, that's fire right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You haven't seen I, any. The, the Patreon guys got a little more detail of how that spot sets up and why it's so good. But, man, I was in them on, on, an, on an opening day of gun, just not the right ones came by. But, um, okay, so not a lot of deer sightings. Yeah. Came back down there. It's the rut. Uh, let's talk about debacle number two. Okay, so, um, <laughs> man, I was leaving camp one night. Um and I have a, a quad and a trailer that I pull behind sometimes uh, just just to have a quad at, at camp. It makes it nice. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't get any cell phone service, so sometimes driving the quad up to the top of the hill on our private down there, we get cell phone service so I can make my phone calls on my quad, save a little money on my gas on my truck. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, so I was leaving camp one night, um, and I noticed a truck that was flying around the curve, uh, the 72-year-old man ended up being drunk, and I was able to just luckily get out of the way. Uh, and he blasted my trailer along with our fence and just totaled his truck. And it was insane how how my adrenaline was pumping, and it was just I felt anger. I was scared. What, know, what time of night is it? Oh, it's not I mean, early. Yeah, it was a eight maybe eight o'clock at night okay. it was dark you know yeah. it, and at that time it gets dark at five thirty. Mm-hmm. so you know so it was already dark for a couple hours um but it just no cell phone service where we're at so now what do i do my trailer's wrecked my quads almost off my trailer he he his car's wrecked i gotta make you got a headache to deal with from oh, insurance to my police goodness. To, to yeah you ain't to, lying to mentally like even Wrap your head around, hey, I'm going to try and shoot a buck tomorrow. That, that's, that's, that's tough. Yeah, it, it really... Uh, Anybody it, been in an accident... It or, added or, to the stress. Oh, it dude. just added to it. You know, now it's like, okay, I'm X amount of hours away from home. 
how am I going to get my quad on? I didn't even think um, about that. You're dealing with this all out of your zip. Yeah. Um, now I'm X amount of hours away from a police officer even showing up. I mean, we waited two and a half hours for a highway patrol. Okay. Then he, I had to wait two hours for him to fill out the reports and get every every you, story. You texted us at midnight, right? Yeah. Or yeah. Midnight plus. It was like 1240. Yeah. Yeah. So eight o'clock, you had four hours. You're yeah. dealing this thing at one, two in the morning. It was wild. So the stress was real on that one. Uh, so what, yeah. What day is this? Just so um, that was uh, around November 9th. So so I, I paint the picture of this audience like I would hate my life if I got a flat tire on November 9th. <laughs> let alone I got to deal with insurance and totaled fucking trailer. Yep. Police reports. I'm up till one in the morning. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. It was a headache. On top of not seeing deer. <laughs> Man, okay. So so we are November 9th. You you killed shortly after. November fourteenth. Okay. Any anything else major we should connect ninth to the fourteenth? Nothing. Okay. Nothing. I, I actually I was leaving camp November 9th. Um we had a big all-day rainstorm coming through. I think it was coming that night, and the tenth was going to be just all rain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got with you. I got with uh, Ryan Glitzky. Mm-hmm. Um, I was messaging guys back and forth. I was Shout like, out to them guys for answering oh, messages. Dude, and they are so cool. Uh, Justin Cyan, I think his name is too. Yeah, yeah he's, Justin he's, is out of Kentucky. He's um, we've messaged back and forth. Uh, those guys, you send them a message. They're they're in the tree with you. Dude, I, they're going to respond. Yeah, I've told. Uh, Justin, uh, Justin asked this uh, several times. Like, dude, if you were two hours from my house, yeah, it'd be trouble. We'd be friends. We'd be, yeah, <laughs> we'd be having. We'd be some drinking beer. beers. We'd yeah, be shooting buzz. Like, absolutely. Like, he's, he's a good time. Very cool. And, and then Ryan G, the same way. Like, yeah, like, Ryan. I've always, I always, uh, since I met the guy at the Ro- Mobile Roadshow, mm-hmm. uh, I felt that he's very similar to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, he has way more years under his belt, and he likes to do. The, the scouting a lot more than Dude. I do. He is a monster when it comes to that. So so this year I was very motivated by him. And yeah, uh, I watch and, him and I do get motivated. And when I sent him a message, I said, you know, hey man, you, you plan on hunting a big rainstorm tomorrow? He's like, man, I'm sleeping in. So that that right there, just hearing that, hey man, it's okay mm. to take a break from a guy like that made me feel amazing. So I was heading home, got hit by the drunk. Uh, Got home, still did my laundry. I came back after the rainstorm. I was ready to hunt. Okay. So yep. reset number two. <laughs> I like it. I like it. You need it, man. Yeah. Um, there's a long-term game, and, and uh, there's very much knowing yourself. Yeah. Um, sometimes I, I even like advise Dave or Andy, okay, great, you're going to go on this like shitty-ass hunt. Yeah. What, is that going to set you up good in two days when it's going to be awesome weather i don't know Is yeah it you never it? know yeah you, you gotta gauge yourself you yeah. know you gotta know yourself um i think that's an important aspect of this all right so let's uh let's get to the day of days all right well uh it all it all really started the night before that's true okay it's huge um so i i there was a big six pointer that i was trying to kill he was probably my option four buck that i was just like all right i'm gonna try and get this buck had a hat kind of had him pattern He's nice. Um, I hunted a like a, a bottom ravine that's really close to camp. Uh, so I got out right at dark. And I immediately got in the truck. I drove around the road to get cell phone service to make my calls home, tell everybody good night, love them, you know, that normal stuff. Um, I was on the phone with my uncle right as I got service. I was just, just saying hey to him, seeing how he was doing. And... I seen a buck cross the road in front of me. Uh, and I told him, I said, hey, hey, hold on, hold on, there's a buck, there's a buck. I got off the phone with him and I pulled up to this buck and uh, we had a moment where he looked back at me like 10 yards off the road and we watched each other for a good minute. You linked eye to eye I, with the we, beast. We linked eye to eye, man. And he was a monster and he had, um, the main thing that kicked out was his, uh, his G2 was split into three. Okay, he had some kickers on it, and I remembered that, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "All right, cool, man." And so I, I, he, he, he kind of jogged off a little bit. There was no does with him or anything. I went up the hill, continued the call with my uncle. Um, you texted us. Yeah, I texted seen you guys. A big one. Seen a big one. 
I'm going there right? tomorrow. Yeah, that's you said what that I'm hunting. I said I'm hunting there tomorrow. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, it's like it, I, I see a buck not too, you know, off from the the last light of the day mm-hmm. crossing the road. I'm hunting there. It was public. So, so, so I had this debate um, probably, probably right around the ninth. Yeah. I'm coming down the drive and I see I, I see a doe and another deer. Mm-hmm. The doe falls in the middle of the asphalt. Totally, but like just slippery falls on her ass. <laughs> and I see this buck, and uh, they kind of scamper up in there, and I pull. I got pins on the backside, like yeah, I'm like she's hot, like, and I'm like, I have the debate: was he one fifteen or mm. was he one forty? Yeah. And I, I could never, I never could tell. It was one of those like if I'd have known he was a hundred percent shooter, like I'm going there, like I'm changing my plans. Mm-hmm. But it was something that. I kind of think he's just. I think I kind of think he was a hundred incher plus yeah. or minus. Like I just, I didn't get the. Yeah, the body wasn't super big. Like if he'd have been like real big and framey, I probably would have like picked up on that on the video. Dude, I was driving down this road like two weeks ago. Um, so later in the rut, I see another buck cross same spot. Dude, mm-hmm. I I definitely mashed the gas pedal to try and see him better. Yeah, and I didn't. <laughs> uh, so I got no idea what, what buck this is, but I got a little loop on him. Yeah. Uh, probably same deer, I kind of think. It was about the same time, same place. But, yep. but yeah, like I think that's a great part of this story is you yeah. visually caught a glimpse, caught a clue. Yeah. Yep. So I went up, made the rest of my phone calls, um, came back down, passed that same spot, didn't see nothing. But I told myself, I'm coming back here in the morning. And this is where I'm going to hunt. Did you have pins in that general yeah. area? No, I did, but they were my turkey pins. Okay? <laughs> and the pins were... What are turkey pins? <laughs> turkey pins are where birds roost. Okay, roost okay, trees. Yeah, okay. roost trees. So, Okay, so I had some roost trees in there. Um, and I had uh, the bed with these sheds that I found when I killed my bird um, on the pin. And the ridge over was where I had my camera set up where the guys walked in on me. Mm the first hunt of the season okay and i pulled shit okay i I got out of there Mm -hmm. so i was like okay i'm familiar with this ridge i know how to get up there in the dark i can make this happen i'm going to go in there and hunt in the morning so i made it a point that morning i got my oatmeal cooked extra early i got i had my coffee preset on the timer Uh, i was on it i was actually motivated for the first time in like 20 days to I had a mission, yeah, you know, and I had laid eyes on something, you know. So I got in my truck. I start heading to that spot, and I was going to drive past the spot to get back to the cell phone signal. Uh, I like to make a call to my dad in the morning and everybody uh, just to tell them, hey, I didn't die of carbon monoxide poisoning. I'm awake. I'm heading to my spot. Mm-hmm. I, I like doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was going to go up, up there and make my phone call, and right as I got past the spot where the buck was the night before, there was a pointer, there was a four pointer, and there was a doe in the middle of them. So I whipped my wheel to the right, parked on the side of the road, got out. They took off blowing and got out of there. And I said, I'm, I don't care if they're blowing. I'm going up this hill because they're not the ones I'm after. Sure. Okay. So Clearly I got a hot doe in the area. Oh, not, yeah. Not it, a bad thing. It, a little it, confidence. It, it made me hell, feel great. This prior 24 hours, you seen more deer than you seen the prior, you know, the prior yep. month. Yep. So it made me feel pretty good. Um, so I went up there. Uh, I knew where I was heading. On X, I had a tree picked out in the spring that I liked. I used to sit up against it, a turkey hunting. And uh, I went up there and got set up in a perfect it's like a split uh small oak tree Mm. uh had some low-hanging limbs uh, that still had leaves on them i probably got maybe a two and a half sticks high not very high at all had perfect cover yeah um and i set and i set and the roost trees that i had marked i thought it was pretty cool because there was three toms uh gobbling their heads off oh you told me you got a little chubby about these birds because because rick you are you still turkey over deer i I am not turkey over deer but turkey do something to me um the the gobble just goes right through me and i sat there and i will not lie i got i was like man i can't wait till the spring i did i did for one second and then i i zeroed back in so that day played out a uh, very cold morning. Um, I actually almost put the socks on my boots that morning. Almost, dude. It's, that it's was the no that was the thing. I didn't get there, but I almost did it. Um, all day I sat nothing. It okay. was just a blue sky, perfect day, 
and not a deer in sight. Um, I occasionally in front of me over the over the hill, over the rise, uh, I did hear what sounded like a deer. Never laid eyes on it. Could have been a squirrel. Mm. Uh, no clue. Uh, and it got to be about one, one o'clock in the afternoon, and I ate lunch, and I was thinking you, you eat lunch in the tree yeah i do okay. yeah i pack it usually pack like a bologna sandwich or a ham sandwich uh i usually have a banana or a yogurt with yeah. me too um so I, I enjoy myself and i put hang the bow up and i eat my lunch take yeah. my time uh and i almost i almost got out of there i almost pulled my tree stand i was going to head to another spot mm-hmm. uh but part part of me is really this spot is just as good as any a lot of times when I'm in a tree. You know, if I'm not seeing nothing, I'm like, well, I could move 50 yards. Doesn't matter. It, it could happen anywhere. You know, in the big woods, you're really coming down to a lot of luck, you know. Yeah, you need some- Nine times out of ten, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, these deer, especially big bucks, I've noticed they pave their own paths. They don't stick to trails. The, yeah. They go where they want. Yeah, it's uh, you may have the best... Uh- the whole trail coming through the train future. And I see a lot of big bucks cut that thing off by 20 yards. Yeah. Yeah. I hunt a lot of hogbacks and it's like, dude, okay, here's the main trail. Mm -hmm. And he may, he may take it, but I was like, he may not, he may cut, cut it short. You you see that a lot. Then bucks kind of do what they want. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So I was about a hundred yards from where I found the sheds. Uh, in that big buck bed in the spring, mm-hmm. okay, and I was facing that direction, um, and and right at about 4 p.m., man, I'm I'm sitting there and I'm just you get to this like point where you're staring at the leaves and everything's kind of, you know, it's almost graying out, you're, like the colors getting distorted a little bit with the sun and everything looks gray, uh, and I happen to just look up, man, and I see these amazing tines just waddling through the brush, making his own trail. How far and, away at this point? Uh, he's probably 45. Holy shit, Yeah, he's, he got on me quick. That's butt pucker. He got on me quick, okay? and uh, But but it was the sun was behind me. The sun was in his eyes, and I was low, and I felt like I had great cover, mm. okay? So I felt I, I wasn't scared, and I didn't get buck fever like I normally do. I want to ask something. Yeah. You, you hadn't seen a ton of deer. Yeah. I always like to get one good encounter with like a two-year-old out of the way. Yeah. I always learn something. Uh-huh. A lot of times I, I feel like, so I got cracked this year by this two-year-old. And I was, it was kind of like I had to move to make sure if he was a shooter and he was going to come. But he definitely cracked me like 60, 70 yards. Yeah. And I was like, okay, if the big one did that, what would but it, but I always feel like I want to get that two and a half year old counter in, encounter out the way. Mm-hmm. Um, you hadn't had that. You hadn't had a lot yeah. of deer. I hadn't had a lot at all. Uh, so, so I was almost, um, numb, if that makes sense. Um, I seen this buck, you know, that I've, of a size that I've never killed in my life. Um, how many times you see a deer over, let's just call it 140. Um, believe it or one of those a year, believe it or not, I, I have a good attempt at a big, big buck every year and I get one chance and usually it's never again. When you say chance, are we saying inside of? 50 or inside of like 35? Inside 50. Inside 35? Yeah. yeah. Or do you, do, do you have a lot of those 40, 50 yard encounters? Cause I, I have me, a lot of 40, 50s. Um, but there to me, are, that's not a killable deer in the big woods because twigs, brush, like you can't. Yeah. 40, 50 yards in a field as you can shoot them, right? I see like, what you mean. Yeah. But like, to me, like, you know, Dave and I were talking and like, well, I had this encounter and what well, did you shoot him? Mm-hmm. Like, was he almost like the, yeah. to me? There, there is something to be said. If mm-hmm. uh, okay, so you've had a lot of encounters with, with good class deer. Yeah. I, I've, in, I've, in I've shot, I've shot a lot uh, of big ones. Um, in the past years, I've had uh, severe buck fever, target panic. Uh, I've had a few bad hits on the shoulders. Mm-hmm. I've had a few no man's lands hit. Uh, so, so I've been there before. I've, I've been around the presence of a big buck, and it, there is something different about it. Uh, you feel it, they almost look so nostalgic walking through the woods, man. It's, it's, you almost feel starstruck. Like if you walk into Starbucks and Arnold Schwarzenegger standing next to you in line, you're like, you're almost shocked, you know? Um, so I see him coming at me and he's almost got like this, um, 
drunk moose walk. I like to call it that drunk, like, you know how moose walk when yeah. they, they kind of waddle back and forth and he's just kind of, no he's, hurry. He's doing that. No hurry. Um, nose not really to the ground. He's just kind of, you can tell he's, he's just thinking in his own head. Okay. And, um, I'm telling him, I, I actually stopped looking at him for about 20 seconds, and I looked at my release, picked up my bow, nice fluid motions, wasn't jerky, um, and I clipped my release, and I told myself, this is it, Rick. This is the shooter, okay? And that's something I've been practicing all year was, was uh, even when we went to some bow shoots, uh, Dave and I and Andy, uh, this is it, Rick shooter that's, I, I, that's, that's my that's how i begin my sequence mm -hmm. okay almost every shot at a target this is it rick this is it rick i always got to remind myself and and it really was comforting that how how it brought my heart rate down and that initial shock of like adrenaline that you get um, oh dude you see it, a deer yeah especially it, in the big ones where you may not see deer yeah i was really impressed with myself on how i controlled it um so I pick my bow up and then I, I make eye contact with him again and I'm doing my best not to even look at the antlers. Okay. Um, so he starts turning to the left and at this point he had been coming straight on with me. Okay. So now he's going to his right, which is my left. So it's my strong side. It's perfect. Um, I already picked out ahead. There's a big tree that he's going to go behind. I'm going to make my draw and then he's got another 15 12 to 15 yards that he has to go um and i was confident that i wasn't going to be holding my bow that long he was going to be in that because it was a steady pace mm -hmm. okay so i drew back boom i got set and i'm not even looking down my peep yet okay? there's a huge relief when you get the full draw without yeah. him snapping that exactly head. exactly so i'm i'm at full draw but i'm not my face is off my peep and i'm almost I'm looking ahead of him 15 yards of where my shot's going to be. Okay. okay. And I had some trees already ranged from earlier in the morning. I knew it was going to be top under, pin. under 30 top yards, pin. top pin, no problem. Okay. So he's walking. I'm drawed. Now I settle my peep. Right as I settle my peep, he's behind two trees. I can only see the tips of his uh, main beams. Okay. And his ass. And he stops. And I'm holding it. And I'm holding it. And it seemed like ages went by. Yeah. Okay. It's just, it's nerve wracking. How And he started working like a licking branch. He almost like, he, he just started working a licking branch of a, there wasn't even a scrape there. I think he just felt the need to just want to rattle his antlers and something. Oh, okay. So I'm sitting here watching this small tree just wiggle around and, and I see the tips of his tines every once in a while and I'm just, all right. And that extra time just gave me more time to really calm myself, I felt. Okay, so then I seen he stopped. And I finally got in my peep, and I had it picked out right where I was going to punch the trigger. And he started taking maybe four or five steps, and he was there. And right as he was there, he started to turn away from me, okay? So I was going to shoot a buck that was now like going to walk into my pins. And now I had to like move my pins to him just a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and I went, Matt. And it was like amazing at how quietly I had to do that to get his attention. And he stopped. And I had him at 25 yards and I had my pin split. And when I punched that trigger, man, everything was just slow motion and... I had a blue lighted knock and watching that blue lighted knock go straight in between that yellow and green pin on my side housing. It was just spectacular. It zipped through him. Mm -hmm. I heard that classic pop. That pop of the balloon. The pop. Or, yeah. Um, he initially took off very quick. It turned into like more of a slow horse gallop. Um, I watched him and blood is pumping. It's just hasn't hit me yet i'm watching mm. and it's pumping pumping i watch him he got to the top of this hill maybe 50 yards from me and he got that woozy drunk he fell back on his butt and then he fell forward and rolled i seen i seen uh the white i seen well i seen four legs in the air oh, as he was man. tumbling down and uh 
the emotion that came over me, man, it was probably one of the first times I cried like a, a little baby in the tree. Um, it was very emotional for me. Um, Did you know how big he was? Or when you seen that moose walk coming in, you're like, yeah. he's 140 plus, fuck it, I'm shooting him? Yeah, well, my 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 uh, target this year was like, I, I have to kill a buck over 150. 150. That's been my goal for, for since I was a kid. 150 has been my goal, okay? And I knew he was We're there. talking real measure 150, yeah. not Facebook 150? Yeah, not Facebook 150 with the, arms, with the arms stretched out. Um, so, yeah, it's it was a, a solid 150. I knew that. I was like, he's there. This yeah. is him. Um, and after after I cried with myself for about two minutes, um, I got the bad shakes. Uh, the, the whole, like, the, the whole convulsion. Yeah, you, I mean, you just couldn't sit still. I, I made a few phone calls. I called you. You called me and you go, Byron, I shot him. He, he's a monster. I... He's 150 to 180. I got no idea. He's got wall times. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, so, so then after I made my phone calls, man, I just, I lost my shit. Um, I dropped my book bag out of the tree. Okay. And then I realized, oh no, my, my bow pull-up rope is in my book bag. <laughs> so now I like put my book, my bow around my neck <laughs> like as I'm going down, you know, I, I look like I have like a recurve bow strung around my shoulders. So I, I go down and then I'm like, you know, okay, I get my stuff gathered up and I start heading over there. And it's, you know, it's just seeing him lay in that deep, steep ravine down there was just, I can't even put words on it, but it was like a 1200 pound weight was just off my shoulders. And, and for the first time that entire season, I smiled from ear to ear and, and it's, it's good. You got it. Yeah. And I was just, so happy Something i was you dreamed about fist, right you had fist that, bumping that myself goal since you were eight years old it was there whatever. and i got him man and it was just uh it was perfect so let me ask this 25 yard shot yeah 25 yard shot uh do you have do you split your pins or do you aim your top pin like two inches high i split okay i like splitting okay i'm a two inch high guy okay but I think it's important that I feel like that twenty-five yard shot is, is is a good thing to practice. Yeah. Now, see what I've always had trouble with is like uh, two inches. What is two inches at forty yards? What does it look like at five yards as it does the forty yards? You know, the two inch hole. Yeah, I guess I don't um, know. I guess I'd have to look at the deer and yeah. But and, I always go, okay. There's the there's the holding point. What's two inches above that? Mm-hmm. that that's a, a tough a hair. Yeah. It's a that shadow or whatever. Yeah. And I think what had really helped me was um, honestly I was almost level with him when I shot. When I was you're low. Dude. I was twelve feet up. The the shot angle wasn't there. Yeah. So it was like shooting the target in my backyard at twenty five yards. It felt so natural and clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't even bat an eye. Such an advantage to hunting. Absolutely. Wild. So, and I, I do believe my uh, entry and exit holes were probably only three inches difference in yeah. in, in height, um, and the entry was three ribs further back than the front, so it was quartering away. Mm-hmm. So, which is what we dream of, right? Oh, dude. Yeah, you, you just expand <laughs> that surface area, man. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to share too many details on getting them out because it's always a debacle and, mm-hmm. and I don't want to give away any spots. It was a mess. <laughs> but you got out the woods at what? Midnight, oh, 10, I mean, you, you told me you were going to drive home and I was like, dude, you ain't driving home. You, yeah. This is this is pretty getting them out the woods. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'll be home tonight, man. Yep. Uh, I'll be over for the phone. I was like, dude, sleep down there. You ain't going to get out the woods till midnight. Yep. And you were right. <laughs> <laughs> man, what You a- know? Just finally getting to that truck and the truck battery's dead and then having to call for help and uh, it was a mess. And it, but but it was a happy, yeah. you know. I it's, wasn't, it's, it's problems you when, gotta solve when, when you got a dead buck. When your truck is dead and you're not punching the steering wheel anymore, you're, <laughs> you're just like, oh, I get to look at him on my tailgate a little longer, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then finally that night I got back to camp, you know, close to midnight, um, dude, I woke up every two hours 
and just peeked outside at him. <laughs> you know, it's like it's just I was down there by myself and I was just like, I gotta go out and peek at him, man. You know, I'm in my I'm in my boxers and my socks. Yeah. And I'm just peeking out the door at him, make sure he's still there, make sure he's all right, man. You know, it's like it was it was I was just like a kid, man. It was amazing. Dude. Epic. So epic. Man. So um I think we gotta tell the story of Dave's measurements. Yeah. Cause that's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> you know, none of us have a great deal of experience with uh, bucks over one fifty. Let's just say that. Yeah. And Rick brings his deer over, and we take some good photos. We get some some of that stuff. And um, I'm I'm editing photos, and Dave's doing the measure job. Yep. And uh, you guys get all done, and you spout out like. Like mid fifties, right? Like fifty. Yeah, it was like uh, one fifty four. Yeah, they spouts it out. And, I'm, and you remember, I was like, Rick, what was his beams? And yeah, he, you gave me the number. I said, really? Okay, he's got big brows. He's what was the mass? And you, and you tell me, and I'm like, I'm like, really one fifty? I know we was all a little. We shocked. was all like, wait, one? And, and Dave's swearing up and down. I, I dude, I kind of wish Dave was here. At the same time, we were recording this on Thursday, and Dave will be up tomorrow at 3 a.m. like getting his, going to the, to the workout. Yeah, cause cause I'm looking at this deer, and I'm like, he doesn't have giant beams, but he's got good beams, yep. and but he's got good brows, right? So yeah. brows really add. He's got he's got mass, mm -hmm. and he's got mass all the way out, and so I'm like, okay, and he's a wall of tines, tines obviously scoring. I'm just like, okay, Dave told me mid 50s. Two hours later, we're all, you know, doing separate part. I'm putting kids down. Uh, Dave's doing, I don't know, cooking dinner. And, and I don't know what, you, Rick, you're trying to find a butcher or processor. Yeah, yeah I was trying to find, uh, you know, the, the whole mess of processor, taxidermist, you know, how are we going to get him there? Who's going to cape him out? The mm -hmm. meat processor won't take a buck with his head missing. Yeah, so, but Bucky Columbus? There's there's room for somebody to start butchering deer and processing. Oh, we need more. We need more. We do definitely because uh, a couple of local guys have quit. Yep, and uh, guys are backed up three weeks, two weeks. Yeah, and well, guy guy told me he says uh, your deer is going to be hanging for ten days. He said you might want to talk to your taxidermist about the cape being ten days old. A lot of taxidermists don't want to deal with a cape that's ten days old. You know, so now I'm like, okay, well, I have to cape it myself. I said, well, can I cape it myself and bring it to you? He said, don't bring me a deer without a head. I don't want that. Mm. I can get in trouble. And yeah. I'm like, what the heck? I didn't know that. You know, yeah. so I said, well, I have my tag. He said, no, it has to have the head attached. You know, so so now I'm like rushing around. Okay, I got to process this deer on my own. Okay, but anyways, back to the story, guys. Dave actually forgot to input the width yeah <laughs> in the measurements yeah so um my buck ended up coming out to be about 173 yeah yeah and uh that made my heart feel good because yeah that, that now we're all sitting there like yeah that makes a lot more sense it makes like, a lot like, more like sense staring at him i said i know he's I'm staring at him like i was like he's 60s plus yeah you know like i'm like i'm doing rough math to to get to the mid 40s level I'm like dude like he's clearly past that right like yeah. just wall times like it, it made me question everything. I was so, like, so, so I need to bust Dave's balls a little more because yeah. back back when Andy shot his giant, uh -huh. Dave measured it ten inches too big. Oh wow! So yeah, so yeah, he, yeah, he added yeah, for Andy, Andy. I think Andy killed like an upper fifties deer. Yeah, and we all thought he killed. Uh, Dave had the score, blah blah, and look, it's. You know, we were all like, God, one sixty, whatever. <laughs> no, okay, it's a mid fifty. Then Dave kills another deer, very similar to, to uh, I think it's a garage buck. One of my garage bucks, my garage buck's bigger than Dave's by like 10 inches, and he tells me, no, 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 that buck I killed last year was, was this. Yeah. I'm like, dude, there ain't no way. I got you on, on browse beams and threes. Like, yeah. I two, think, uh, so Dave is off the measurement I, team for Whitetail Experience. Or we send him to go to measurement school. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> We'll fire that in there. Yeah. Let's send him a poker in the measuring club. <laughs> oh, man. So, Rick, let me ask this. Shoot an absolute giant. Yep. 
What does that do for your standards as far as going forward? Because I've never killed a giant. Yeah. Are you, you know, is, is it still about the pursuit, the year? Next year you're holding out 150 plus. What if a fucking heavy 135 10, 8 yeah. point comes in? Yeah. I mean, 135 8 150 on, on Facebook. Yeah, you know, for me, um, it's always been every buck uh, that I've killed has had a moment where it was it wasn't exactly the buck that I wanted to shoot but it was the buck that got me excited it got me pumped mm -hmm. uh, so I think you know from here on out yeah I do have like a higher standard of does it flex of, if you don't kill for a year or two like, it could it? it could yeah I mean it's Floating all, bar? I, I think I think it's all just how I'm gonna feel you yeah. know uh, if I'm feeling Feeling like I have the the possibilities of getting a big one, then I hold out. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't think I'd pass a one forties. Yeah, you know that's I, a I, big deer. That's still a big deer in my book, and uh, you know. But it, a lot of people, I laughed at work. A lot of people said, "Once in a lifetime buck, you'll never get that again." You know, even a couple people in my family's like, "Oh man, you'll never do that again," and I smile because I will do that again. I might do it next year. Yeah. I have plans already. Yeah. I got a lot in store. I got bucks. I got bucks that if they survive or some good. And put on 10, 15 inches. Some good contenders. Uh, and actually this year I have a, a cave that I'm looking at. Uh, as far as access, camping in that cave overnight to come out to get directly into my tree. The old Bill Winky special. The old Bill Winky. Uh, inspired which by I, that. Which I give, like, Bill is Mr. Laid, laid Back. Yeah. Like, I'm going to hump this field edge mm -hmm. this night because I can hunt 100 nights in a row. Yeah. But when I found out that dude slept yeah. in, the, in the, the, the bluff country of whatever he was hunting, I was like, I got a lot more respect for you, though. Yeah. Yeah, I there you know I might uh, it might be something that I just I give a shot next year. I think I want to try it once. Well, you're or twice. also going elk hunting, so you'll yeah. have all the gear. I'll have the gear. I'll have the equipment. Uh, the cave sets up perfect. Dude, what uh, if there's like a critter in there, man? I'll be okay with it. I'm not scared of. Dude, critters. you seen that raccoon video going wild? Yeah, I see. That I, kid? I seen that. Uh, and that saw a coyote. I don't, I don't think a, a raccoon will stay in a in a cave. Um, Bullshit! Raccoon, twenty pound grizzly bear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm banking on those critters staying out, but if I can stash the gear in there and everything and come out from an evening hunt and just get into the cave and sleep, I think it could be now, a good access for morning. I caught, so hear me on this. First hour or two of you laying down in your tent or in that cave, yeah. all you're going to do is be listening for any sort of noise. I think you're far better off to take your little bivy tent. Yeah. You can borrow mine. It weighs like two and a half pounds. <laughs> And pitch it down the way, 75 yeah. yards off this cave. Okay. Wherever your scent's going to be semi-good for yeah. your, your ambush. Well, we'll see the hub. The hub that I want to camp in is um, terrible access, terrible winds. They swirl all the time. So I have to find a way to access this spot. And every time I did this year, I got busted. I had deer blowing out yeah. and just, it was a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, would have set up good for northwest wind, but I didn't get that. Yeah. So the best option now is just expect bad shit wind, camp in the cave. All right. I, I, I still don't think I'd camp in the cave. I'd be too worried <laughs> about critters. It's it's just something I'm going to have to try. Yeah, okay. And we'll, I might chicken out. But there's something we look forward to next you gotta year. you got to record right? it. I will. We'll, we'll make I a will. video. And that's another thing this year. Uh, I gave up recording. That's why I don't have any footage of the buck, uh, the shot, because... Um, after two, three weeks of not seeing anything, I didn't want to carry the extra weight in the woods. Yeah. I was just done with it. Yeah. I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to do this. So so I think this brings up a good point. Is um, I think you just strap a GoPro to your stabilizer. Yeah, that might be. If you get sick of it. That might be the option next year. It's there at least. Yeah. So... Man, uh, anything else to unpack as far as uh, some major takeaways? Maybe something that didn't get brought up that you're like, oh man, like this, this I learned X. Any, anything? Because I know you said you had a notebook. Yeah. Um, the main takeaway is uh, next year, trail cameras are going to be way easier to access. Some um, easy trail cam picks. Easy, easy, Easy trail cam picks. Um, I think I just want to be maybe 100, 200 yards off the road. Um, I had too many trail cameras that were deep. And I felt, I almost like 
overanalyze going in to get them because I felt like I was doing too much harm. Mm-hmm. And then also you you're lazy. You get lazy. You know, like you're like you're like, damn, I have to walk, you know, a mile to go get this camera and I'm blowing the spot up. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's yeah, it's just maybe it's an hour so it's an hour walk, right, to yep. the trail cam that's back in there. If you stash uh a one halfway. Yeah. And he gets one picture mm-hmm. of the uh, of a nice one. Well, yeah. now I, maybe I am going to walk to that far back camera because there's there's a reward potential there. Yeah, um, I could see that. And then then actually, I have some easy trail cam with, pins with that ten pointer that I was after. Just to go back, just as an example, um, I started carrying a camera with me, uh, and I would hang it on the creek mm-hmm. as I went into my spot, and I would do it halfway. Okay, and then when I came out, I would check it and continue walking to my truck. Twice I did that and the buck was there in daylight while no. I was past the camera. The 10 point. The 10 point. I didn't know that. And then, yeah, so it, I, I had already like, I pulled the camera and then I hunted right by that camera the next morning. And then the next morning he was daylight on the camera that I had further in, you know? So we were back and forth, me and this buck, you know, and before the poacher with the corn pile, mm-hmm. me and him were, were Back and forth. So that 10 point could be a a heavy target next year if he lived. He will. He will be top list. Uh, And I I have gotten him all, pretty much all summer, velvet. I had him shedding velvet. I had him Mm pre-rut. And I lost him before the poacher. So I don't know what happened to him. Interesting. But uh, the, the poacher situation definitely altered his movement and where he was staying. So next year <laughs> man so how about you man i'm still after it still um, after it do i have any hard leads i don't i don't know i have i have found what i think a lot of these deer are, are, are doing on trail cam i uh, i'll throw some um i think last year i had some secondary rut on a certain uh camera certain ridge I've got two cameras there now, and and I, I scouted it the other day, uh, last day of gun season, and and the scrape was on. Mm-hmm. It was open. It was shifted about 35, 40 yards. Yeah, like I said, I'm gonna keep hunting. We had the recording uh, equipment die, but we're gonna keep after it. Uh, we may do some gun drives here for the second gun season. Got a couple plays here for the uh, secondary rut, if that's a thing. Uh, it definitely is a thing. I had some 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 good action last year on some trail camps. Uh, happy holidays. You know, that is timely at this point. And uh, Team Herder and Bucks, we are out.